This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. You can stick it to the man and big tech. Join our FTL social mastodon at social.freetalklive.com. What is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Liberty at Night with Nate and Charlie on the Free Talk Live Network. Coming at you live from Nashville, Tennessee. That right there. How's it going today, Chuck? Music City. Happy Tuesday night. This is Good Morning Liberty, where we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meeting every single day of the week when we want to. It's also Liberty at Night. It's also Liberty at Night, where we talk about nighttime life, liberty, and the pursuit of nighttime meaning. It's so, so weird because, you know, the club goes up on a Tuesday. It does. And so does Good Morning Liberty. I know. We go up to Liberty at night. So if you're listening on, on the radio Tuesday. right now, if it's your first time listening to us, go find our daily podcast called Good Morning Liberty on your favorite podcast app. Anyhow, big news, of course. It's a shocking turn of events. The uh, The Senate passed a $95 billion aid package for Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan. Uh, there was a filibuster attempt last night. Rand Paul was out there talking, maybe a couple other guys. I don't know. I didn't I didn't see like a live filibuster streaming or anything, but it went for a while. I did see Rand Paul and I liked how he said, we don't even have this money. Yeah. We, we don't even have money. I just uh, I just tweeted, if yeah. we can afford this $95 billion, we can afford to cut $95 billion in taxes mm-hmm. today. Why don't we just do that instead? How about that? We're not going to do that, though. Oh. $60 billion. What goes to supporting Ukraine as it defends itself from Putin's price hike invasion that began nearly two years ago. Uh, $14 billion of that is to allow Ukraine to rearm itself through the purchase of weapons and munitions and other, another nearly 50. By the way, from American get, companies. <laughs> yeah, they get to pay the prices that we paid for the weapons like 20 years ago and they buy them from the warehouse, not what we have to pay to replace them. Mm-hmm. But that's a. Uh, Topic for another day, I guess. Another 15 bill for support services such as military training and intelligence sharing. Must be some know. really nice intelligence sharing that they got. Man, they write. I just sent an email to someone. They write know. these like in gold letters. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very, very. Or maybe expensive it's on gold stuff. paper. <laughs> it's got to be. Yeah. <laughs> just, uh, I don't, I'm just get a Gmail account, and something like that. Share, like get a Dropbox folder. <laughs> yeah, Google Drive. <laughs> Google Drive. <laughs> you know, we should run a country. You know, we should. This, these are good ideas. Uh-huh. Also includes non-military assistance. Eight billion would go to help Ukraine's government continue basic operations with a prohibition on money going toward pensions. And there's about 1.6 billion see, to help look, Ukraine's private sector. Once you give money, you can't direct it. It doesn't no, matter. They'll just that's use a fallacy. Di- no, they'll use different money for exactly. that. Exactly, <laughs> it's a fallacy. What is that? There's a name for it. I can't remember. I don't but know. I don't it is know. an economic fallacy to think that you can partition money in certain areas. You can't because fungible. Teed up. There it in is. With fungible a, with a word. Because here's the thing. Yeah, they can't spend the eight billion. Uh, that towards pensions, towards pensions, but they'll take the eight billion they need to spend on pensions yeah. that they already have, and spend it on pensions. Well, they were going to use and their so, own eight billion to keep their government going with basic operations. Now we're going to do that, so they're going to use their eight billion to, pay to go pensions. towards the other stuff that they're not supposed to use it for. That's, exactly, that's how it works. About a third of the money allocated to support Ukraine actually will be spent replenishing the U.S. military with the weapons and equipment that are going to Ukraine. So a third of this 
is actually just buying back weapons that we've already sent to them. Uh, still Ukraine aid, I guess, but it is leading the people tweeting, uh, saying, why do Republicans hate the military? This is to buy weapons to defend ourselves. So uh, all of a sudden, Republicans hate the troops. $480 million to help Ukrainians uh, displaced by the war as well. Wait, hang on, go back, because Mitch McConnell... Mitch McConnell... Yeah, he said... He said that the money is about rebuilding the arsenal of democracy. <laughs> okay. And demonstrating to our allies and adversaries alike that we're serious about exercising American strength. See, that's the problem. We haven't been serious lately about exercising America's strength. We, we've just, we've never tried to do and that. And just like any muscle, if you don't exercise it, it deflates. It atrophies. You know? Exactly. We just can't do anything. Yeah. The arsenal of democracy. That's kind of, don't you hate it when a democracy lands on your house and kills your family? I know. I just hate that. Oh, seen it a million times. And they, God, both sides use these ridiculous buzzwords. <laughs> Israel, $14 billion would go to support Israel in the U.S. military operations in the region. $4 billion would go to boost Israel's air defenses with another one point two for Iron Beam, a laser weapon system designed to intercept and destroy missiles. Yes, Jewish lasers. <laughs> that's what that's going for. Are, did, are they attached to the sharks? Uh, yeah, I think on, so. On their heads? Uh, there's also $2.5 billion to support U.S. military operations in the region. I still want to ask this question that no one has answered yet. Is Israel over here sitting around saying, oh, we want to destroy Hamas, but we just don't have the money to do it? You know, we would we would bomb Gaza, but we just don't have any weapons. We just don't have any bombs. We just have to wait for the United States to send us money to do this. No, they're doing fine. They're doing fine. In fact, I think they their finances are in better order than ours. They, they are. This is simply in the bill to try and get some Republicans to support it. And so we can signal to Israel that we are behind them. Uh, it also contains $9.2 billion in humanitarian assistance to provide food, water, shelter, and medical care to civilians in Gaza. And the West Bank, so we'll pay to bomb the people in Gaza, and then we'll pay to help the people in Gaza that got bombed. It's literally the definition of the government breaking your leg and then giving <laughs> you crutches. It's the same thing. It's just taken to its fullest extent. Yeah, except bombs. they're going to blow off your leg. Yes. <laughs> so you'll need prosthetics. Uh, let's see. None of this other stuff is super important. Spending related to China, $8 billion would go to support key partners in the Indo-Pacific and deter aggression by the Chinese government. Bill includes $1.9 bill to replenish U.S. weapons provided to Taiwan and about $3.3 billion to build more U.S.-made submarines in support. I'd probably get you about two submarines in support of a uh, security partnership with probably, Australia and the probably one UK. Submarine. Yeah, maybe yeah. one. Other uh, provisions, it includes $400 million for a grant program that helps nonprofits and places of worship make security enhancements and protect them from hate crimes. Hmm. Had they discussed enhancing criminal penalties for hate crimes over there? I think that that would probably <laughs> deter aggression. There's also language that would target sanctions on criminal organizations involved in the production of fentanyl. That's, yeah, that's because these terrorists are yeah. high. Mm-hmm. That's why they do so much crazy stuff. That's why they do and that. And it's yeah. all a search for more fentanyl. That's, Man, that's what it is. You know who won in this, Bill? American military yeah, manufacturers. Military contractors. Uh, that's that's who won. Love the, that uh, money. The defense 
systems. Uh, let's see. We got some videos here from Rand Paul. By the way, uh, 22 Republicans voted yes on this bill. I looked. I didn't see Marsha Blackburn on there, and I was surprised, hmm. actually. So I don't know. Maybe she's maybe I'll vote against her less hard, but still. So this was against like all Democrats. <clears throat> Yeah, Basically. I mean, they've got, what is it, um, 51 to, what's the margin in the Senate? 51 to 49, something like that. I can't remember yeah. exactly what it is. Uh, and they got, they have to get over 60 for the filibuster, but they got 22 Republicans to vote along with them. It ended up with 70 senators voting to uh, to pass this. I'm not sure exactly how the math works out on that, but McConnell. Romney. Um, yeah, Romney. Uh, anyone, I mean, there's no, there's no shocking names on this list uh we've got let's see video from Rand paul talking about this is bad and so here's Rand paul saying this is bad i care about the bankrupting of america that's weird i care about the looting of our treasury there can be an honest debate over national security or what is in our vital security but there never is a debate if you look closely at what people say, they'll simply declare it's in our national security to send money to Ukraine. There isn't really a debate. I actually think it's the opposite. I think sending you money to Ukraine actually makes our national security more endangered. I think it threatens our vital national security to send more money to Ukraine. Why? Because I think it threatens the fiscal solvency of our country. All right, so that's Rand Paul's take on the matter. Whew, that was weird when it's only on one side like yeah. that. Really Just what Putin said, by the way. Yeah. <clears throat> Which is the solvency of America. I wonder, you know, there's really no plan for how Ukraine is going to win this war. I, I do wonder if this is just a plan to try and outspend Russia, basically, to, to just kind of keep them going until they have to give up on the whole thing. I, I mean, that's probably part of the plan. When it comes to Israel... They really don't seem to need our money. We're just going to be signaling that they have our support. Uh, I don't think that what Israel is doing is going to achieve their objectives. You know, if we go all the way back to our October conversations on this matter, uh, the biggest thing is even if you support Israel and their right to defend themselves, which you do have a right to defend yourself when someone attacks you, maybe they've gone slightly too far, you know, killing 30,000 people kind of more than were killed over there. Mm -hmm. uh, so we we might disagree with the way that they've done this. Regardless of how you feel about it, if you want Israel to be safer, I think that the exact opposite has happened. I think that they have ensured that they will be in more danger for generations because of what they've done. And that, even if you support what they're doing, that should not be the outcome you're looking for. Do you think if America goes to war that Israel sends funding? To America? <laughs> I don't know. We want. I want to see a list of the countries that provide us <laughs> with money. With financial being, aid. Being the country that's $34 trill in debt and all that, I want to see who's sending us money to keep protecting them all over the place. That's not how it works. Uh, here's Mitch McConnell talking about how important this is and that uh, basically we have to protect our empire and we need to get search. And the uh, people shouldn't be serious about this. So here's what he had to say. In democracy. democracy. And in peace. I know it's become quite fashionable in some circles to disregard the global, in the global interests we have as a global power. To bemoan the responsibilities of global leadership. 
to lament the commitment that has underpinned the longest drought of great power conflict in human history. This is the idle work for idle minds, and it has no place in the United States Senate. <laughs> Compelling them rich. Yeah. Powerful stuff. Wow. Right there. Almost uh, jumped out of my seat. Yeah. These, I'm enthused about this. I feel like I need to do a workout. Yeah. If you think that we shouldn't be doing this, that's I, the, the people who are arguing that, that this is idle work for idle minds. Sorry, my. Every time he takes a pause before the next word, I'm like, oh my God, it's happening again. He's going to freeze. <laughs> it's going to happen. But the the other thing he going. said there that was kind of <clears throat> weird was this is the long, basically the longest stretch without like the, a global power, you know, being at war, yeah. essentially. This is, the lo- this is the longest stretch of peace we've had in history. It's too long. Yeah. Too much. <laughs> well, we've had to have a lot of wars to have that peace, <laughs> you know? Think yeah. of all the wars we've had going on over our entire lifetimes to ensure that we weren't at war. This is so, it's so strange <laughs> sometimes thinking about that we're in 2024 now mm-hmm. and humans are still killing each other. Same thing. It's so wild. Here's what uh, Mitt Romney had to say about it. Man, there was a time in history where I thought he should be the president. Did you vote for him? I didn't vote in that election. No, I didn't. I was uh, too lazy, but I did want him to win. I did. I'll be on 100% honest right now. Against Obama? No cap. I wanted him to win. Mm. And it wasn't because Obama was black. Okay? It wasn't. Sure. The vote we will soon take to provide military weapons for Ukraine is the most important vote we will ever take as United States senators. Ever. Yeah. Okay. There's the clip right there. This vote is the most important vote Mm. ever. As a United States senator, this vote to borrow money or inflate our currency and give $95 billion amongst these three different countries is the most important vote that any of these guys are ever going to take. That's how important this is. The only problem I see with this is at the very beginning, he didn't say, let me be clear. Hmm. So it sounded a little muddy. Yeah. Could be lying (laughs) right now since he didn't say, let me be clear. Exactly. Okay. Who else do we have on this thing? Oh, there is, by the way, there, there is like a little bit of good news on this topic. I know we're talking about the the crazy stuff right now. I guess it's good news. I still think it's going to happen, but um, speaker Mike Johnson says that this is DOA. He's not going to bring it to a vote. If he brings it to a vote, it'll pass. Because they have a very thin margin, all the Democrats will vote in support of it, and a lot of the Republicans will, will vote in support of it, so it will pass. And right now, he is saying that he is not going to bring it to a vote. I saw a lot of people saying that, of course, he's afraid of democracy, you know, <laughs> if he would just bring this to a vote. But I think that some rules like this, are it is good that we have these kinds of safeguards against things of course democrats would use it to their advantage as well Mm -hmm. if there was a republican senate and a democrat house and republicans passed something they didn't like they would do the same thing and it is kind of a safeguard to to checks and checks and balances i think is what we should call it i just made that up right there on the spot but i think that that's what we should call it balance balance and checks what do you think balance and checks checks? yeah we can call it that instead yeah 
Uh, we don't have to prestige worldwide. Worldwide, he says. Republicans were crystal clear from the very beginning. House Republicans, House Republicans were were cl- crystal clear from the very beginning. The discussions that any so-called national security legislation must recognize that national security begins at our own border. The House acted ten months ago to help enact transformative policy change by passing the Secure Our Border Act, and since then, including today, the Senate has failed to meet the moment. Uh, the Senate did the right thing last week by rejecting the Ukraine, Taiwan, Gaza, Israel immigration legislation due to its insufficient border provisions. See, where I don't like this guy is that if it would have had these sufficient border provisions, then this 90 or so billion dollars still would have been able to go out to these other countries. Yeah. So you're not actually against it. Just he, say you're not against it. You might as well go ahead and pass it. You're you're, you're saying you're not against it. This is The politicians just play both sides. I know. You know? They want to make sure that their constituents who support Israel and and Ukraine are happy and the ones who want the border secure are happy. It's not about the principle of the fact that we don't have the money. We can borrow money. We're doing fine. It doesn't exist. We're doing just fine. (laughs) I don't see what you're all worked up about, man. We got plenty of money. Yep. Um, Let's transition over here to this uh, Joe Biden's old topic, one of the most fun topics to talk about, you know. Um, the White House is confirming that Biden will not take a cognitive test as part of his upcoming physical exam. According to this Twitter page, Biden will be the first U.S. president in history. I don't believe anything I read on Twitter. Uh, but I did want to play this before we get to the John Stewart thing from last night. Did you see the John Stewart I did clip? not. Does the White House... He's back. And it was good. And I'm going to talk. This could be White Pill Wednesday. But I'm not just going to say, oh, that was funny. That was funny. It's really good to have this... Uh, We'll talk about that here in a second, but here's what KJP had to say about Biden's cognitive abilities. I think that the the idea of the president taking a cognition test, a cognitive test, as a part of this uh, physical is a legitimate idea, particularly just on the heels of the special counsel report, more polling, as my colleague Selena just mentioned, showing that many American people have concerns about that. Look, I got this question last week as well, and I'm just going to say what the what uh, Dr. O'Connor, it's kind of a uh, what he said to me about a year ago. Uh, when the report came out last year, uh, obviously on his physical, uh, which is the president proves every day how he operates, how he thinks, yes, he does. right? But by dealing with world leaders, by making really difficult decisions on behalf of the, the American people, whether it's domestic, whether it's national security. And so he shows it every day on how he thinks, how he operates. Uh, and so that is how uh, that is how the Dr. O'Connor sees it. And that's how I'm going to leave it. What do you think about the idea? So. Um, she's right. He does show every day how he's incapable. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Way more than, than, uh, than people. I actually, she goes on to say, I don't know if, um, I cut it off too soon, but she goes to say these key words that have clearly been sent down to everyone. The first thing you have to say is that he's sharp. It's the first word. I, did she say that in this clip yet? Uh-oh. Let me see. I don't know why there's music. Why do people put music in the background and stuff? It's so weird. And I believe for me, you're asking me my personal opinion. Uh, he is sharp. Uh, he is on top of things. He, When we have uh, meetings with him, with his staff, he's constantly pushing us, getting trying to get more information. And- like why they are there <laughs> and what room he is in. <laughs> and what day is it? Yeah, <laughs> stuff like that. Who am I? <laughs> Who am I? Where? Where's Bo? Where are we? <laughs> Did you invite Bo to this meeting? Why is he not here? He's constantly pushing for more information all the time. She's lying. 
Yeah. She's lying. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows that. Everyone in the room knows that she's lying. Am I still vice president? <laughs> Where's Obama? <laughs> this, the, the sick thing that we've gotten to is everyone in the room knows she's lying. She knows that she's lying. She knows that everyone in the room knows that she's lying. And they know that she knows that she's lying. All of them have agreed upon this fake thing that they're going to do right now where she says the words and they report them. And then us idiots out here are just supposed to believe it because these people said that it's so. Yeah. And that's what they believe should happen. Yeah. It's also called gaslighting. Yeah. yeah. It's just all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Now let's get into the uh, John Stewart thing. So he did this. Uh, his He's doing a like a once a week thing. It's basically like don't pay attention to what Joe Biden actually said. Don't believe your lying eyes and yeah. ears. Yeah. Don't pay it. That, that's why it's gaslighting. Because mm-hmm. You can actually you know what's going on and they're trying to make you feel crazy. You know, like he's sharp. This guy, this guy's the best I've ever seen. <laughs> you know, he's the greatest president Bidenomics, baby. No one believes it. That's ridiculous. Now, um, John Seward is back. I think one day a week, I think on Mondays he's coming back and doing this. And this, this clip right here, which the original clip was seven minutes. But did he I retire? Cut it down like, what? I don't yeah, remember. He left. Uh, he retired nine years ago, I think. Nine years. Nine years. I know. What has he been doing since? Uh, he tried a show on Apple. Oh, that's um, right. Can't remember the name of it right now, but it was terrible. I couldn't make it through like five minutes of the show uh, because it was just super hard, annoying, lefty stuff. It was not the Daily Show format, which he is perfect for. Like the Daily Show was a good was a good comedy show. Weirdly enough, it morphed into this thing where a lot of people our age considered it like their number one source of news. And the good thing is he actually covered covered things from from both sides, which is what people are upset about. People on the left are upset with John Stewart right now because he talked about how Joe Biden is old. And it reminded me of the whole uh, Wuhan China coronavirus lab leak. And that he was the one, he he kind of broke the glass ceiling. He changed the Overton window or whatever on it being acceptable to say that COVID leaked from a lab uh, by going on, I guess, uh, Stephen Colbert's show. And wasn't too long after that, it was something that we were able to talk about. And so I'm actually encouraged by the fact that he is out there doing this thing uh, about Biden and about Trump because maybe he's the kind of guy who's going to break the ceiling again or going to change the way that we're allowed to talk about this. Maybe people on the left and the right, potentially, will uh, start to take this seriously. We'll get into this video from John Stewart. I trimmed it down to four minutes, and he's going to make a lot of points that you're going to agree with, and maybe some that you won't. We'll be listening to that coming up soon on Liberty and Night on the Free Talk Live Network. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? 
We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNTeam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. USA News Update. The Northeast was hit by a significant winter storm Monday with more than 45 million people under weather alerts spanning from eastern Pennsylvania to Massachusetts. As a result of the storm, more than 1,300 flights were canceled across the region. Thousands of residents are without power from Pennsylvania to sections of New England. In January, inflation slightly surpassed expectations. Recent government data reveals that the consumer price index increased by three-tenths of a percent last month, reflecting higher expenses for goods and services among Americans. Housing and shelter costs were primary contributors, although reduced gas prices partially mitigated the overall increase. It's Fat Tuesday, deriving its name from the custom of utilizing all fats in the household before commencing fasting and abstinence in preparation for Lent. Over a million people are expected to gather in New Orleans for the traditional Mardi Gras celebration. John Schaefer, USA News. February is Heart Month. And every year, Extendivite has a sale. This year is no different. Extendivite is regularly $69.95 plus shipping and handling for a two-month supply. In February, Extendivite is only $57.50 for a two-month supply plus shipping and handling. Extendivite is a combination of garlic, cayenne, hawthorn, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle. These ingredients work synergistically to improve your overall health. So don't delay. Join the Extendivite family today. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendivite. I'm Ben Utech. I played high school, college, and pro football, helping my team win the 2006 championship. It was an amazing day, but it can't compare to the joy I feel every day with my loving wife and three beautiful daughters. My football career ended after I suffered my fifth concussion. Did you know that over a million athletes suffer a concussion each year? That includes boys and girls, every age, every type and level of sport. It isn't always clear that a player has had a concussion. So parents, athletes, and coaches need to learn about concussion signs and symptoms. The American Academy of Neurology recommends athletes thought to have a concussion be immediately removed from play and not returned until assessed by a healthcare professional trained in concussion. This isn't just about sports. It's about your brain. When in doubt, sit it out. Learn more at aan.com concussion. That's aan.com concussion. A message from the American Academy of Neurology. Appreciate what we do? Help us advertise, market, and promote for just $5 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. We're back, Liberty Unite, on the Free Talk Live Network. 
And so here is, uh, it's a four-minute clip of Jon Stewart's bit from last night. It is not crazy to think that the oldest people in the history of the country to ever run for president might have some of these challenges. Now, Democrats will say that any criticism like this, especially of Biden, is unfair. Because you just don't know Biden like they know Biden. President Biden is sharp. He's focused. He's bright. He is sharp, intensely probing, and detail-oriented and focused. This is a man who is sharp, who is on top of his game, who knows what's going on. He's smart. He's on his game. I was in almost every meeting with the president. And the president was in front of and on top of it all. (laughs) Did anyone film that? (laughs) Because if you're... If you're telling us behind the scenes he is sharp and full of energy and on top of it and really in control and leading, you should film that. (laughs) That would be good to show to people. Instead of a TikTok, where he goes, <laughs> of course, when it comes to Republicans, they've got a different strategy for their 77-year-old candidate. Well, first of all, Donald Trump is not an old man. He's an old man. He is objectively an old man on a human scale. Trump is objectively old. That is not being ageist. That is being human lifespanist. They are the oldest people ever to run for president, breaking by only four years the record that they set. (laughs) The last time they ran, they are at the age, they are objectively old, they're at the age. You know what? I think we've got a new name for our election coverage. Indecision 2024 Antiques Roadshow. All right. <laughs> What's crazy is thinking that we are the ones, as voters, who must silence concerns and criticisms. It is the candidate's job to assuage concerns, not the voter's job not to mention them. I don't want to have to do this on my first day. Come, come over here. Look at me. Look what time hath wrought. I'm like 20 years younger than these (laughs) the stakes of this election don't make Donald Trump's opponent less subject to scrutiny it actually makes him more subject to scrutiny if the barbarians are at the gate you want Conan standing on the ramparts not chocolate chip cookie (laughs) look the next nine months or so and maybe more than that, depending on the coup schedule. (laughs) They're going to suck. You're going to be getting emails with insane subject lines like, Hello, John, it's Chuck Schumer. (laughs) Donald Trump is right behind you with a knife. (laughs) You're going to get inundated with robocalls and push polls and real polls, and people are going to tell you to rock the vote and be the vote and vote the vote and finger bang the vote. And it's all... (laughs) going to make you feel like Tuesday, November 5th is the only day that matters. And that day does matter. But man, November 6th ain't nothing to sneeze at or November 7th. If your guy loses, bad things might happen. But the country is not over. And if your guy wins, the country is in no way saved. The work of making this world resemble one that you would prefer to live in is a lunch pail
job day in and day out. So the good news is I'm not saying you don't have to worry about who wins the election. I'm saying you have to worry about every day before it and every day after forever. Although on the plus side, I am told that at some point the sun will run out of hydrogen. It's good. Yeah, it's really good. It's good stuff. I uh, I didn't realize how much I miss seeing John Stewart on the Daily Show because <laughs> Trevor Noah was terrible. Like they after he left, they went like a strictly crazy leftist position. He he actually left right before Trump uh took off actually before the election. John Stewart left and once Trump won, I mean, they just went crazy partisan leftist and that's all it was and it just was not funny uh because there has to be a little bit of truth and jokes for them to be for them to be funny so nothing that they ever said was actually funny because things that people on the left believe often are not true and so that's the uh that's the reason there um this could actually i'm hoping this could actually change some things like when he was the first person to go out there on colbert and say of course this virus leaked from the lab in China. Right. Of course it did. Yes. What are you talking about? Yeah. You know? And and right after that, we were allowed to talk about it. He was the guy who went out there and did it. And maybe this right here. Him coming out here and saying, Of course Joe Biden is too old. Of course he's not making any sense. We see it. And so know? is Trump. And so is Trump. They're both too old. They're both old. You know? Yes. So I, I'm I'm hoping that maybe somehow this guy John Stewart is going to allow everyone to talk truthfully about some things. Now he said some stuff at the end that I sort of took issue with, or that I wish wasn't true. When he's talking about how important the elections are, he's saying you know it's not just the fifth of November. Um, it's every day after that. And he says, it's not just that date. It's important. It's every day leading up to it. And every day after that, you know, making sure, um, you know, and kinda, he kind of said the responsibilities on you. The onus he, is on he you. Did. He Go did go out and make the best day possible. He said that even if your guy wins, it doesn't mean the country is saved after that. You know, it's on you. I sort of wish it wasn't the case that the government and that the president had so much power and influence in people's lives and in the world that that wasn't the scale of how important the election was. It, it shouldn't matter. It really shouldn't. They have so much more power than they should. And the fact that there are so many people that feel like their lives depend on the right person getting elected into these offices is a problem. You shouldn't just say, well, so we have to make sure we're vigilant and that they're doing the right stuff. No, we got to, we got to tackle that problem right there. Why does this person have so much power that it's the case that your life depends on who that wins they constitutionally this? should not have. Yeah, they should not. All these agencies they have that regulate everything to death and control our lives and the wars that we start and keep going forever all these things, they shouldn't be happening. And that's the conversation I hope he has next. That it should not be this important who wins this election. Yeah. So anyhow, that's a that's what I had to say about that. Now Well, and here's the other thing, you would get better candidates. Mm-hmm. Because then you wouldn't have narcissists seeking the position. That's true. <laughs> you would actually have people who want to be public servants because that's all they would be able to do is serve the public. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. would actually get 
the right people in office, so to speak. Now, not perfect, of course, no one's perfect, but you would actually have the right people vying for the job, not people who are seeking power and want to control everything. I was trying to bring up this uh, screenshot I forgot to put in the show notes uh, right here from the Rolling Stone. Um, is John Stewart still the right person to host The Daily Show? The comedy vet makes his return to the desk he left in 2015, but his both sides are equally bad approach may not translate to 2024. <laughs> and, of course, the article is Actually, all about I think how... It, I think that's where most of America sits. I know, but that's not <laughs> where the left media wants to sit. That's not I, where they are. I know, but you want to talk about ratings. Oh, yeah. Like, I would love to see the numbers on this compared to what Trevor, Trevor Noah had. Because this article talked great about how Trevor Noah was the perfect person to come in and did a great job with the show. You know, People didn't watch it because he was black. That's, well, that's probably the problem. Racism was the yeah. problem then. Now that we got sure. a white guy back in there. <clears throat> mm-hmm. <laughs> that, now the ratings are going to go yeah. back up. Um, and so it is, it is uh, cool to see. It's not cool to see. It's funny to make fun of them. People on the left and the left media coming out saying, oh, no, you can't do this. This thing that he used to do, which was that both sides were bad. Back when we weren't about to be in World War III, if Trump gets elected, which was trending earlier on Twitter today, funny enough, like the guy who didn't start any new wars versus the guy who we just had to spend another $95 billion to give the people who are at war right now because of what's going on in the world. Well, we haven't spent it yet. Sorry, they just uh, voted on that. We'll see if it actually goes through. It will. Um you know, which guy's actually going to take us into World War III? They're saying that it's just too dangerous. The stakes are too high to do this. Both sides are equally bad thing. It's got to be a strictly you have to be against people on the right mm. TV show. Yeah. Because, you know, the stakes are too high. Because there's too right many now. TV shows on the right saying the left is bad. I know. <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> there's way too many publications. Mm-hmm. That's, from, a, that's a, so many people in media out there just right talking about the wing left. wing domestic terrorists. <laughs> They've got control over most of the, the media, media yeah they know? control everything schools the media so we need mo- we, yeah. we need media fighting back against that <laughs> finally okay that's all we got that's our time limit for today did you hit the mark we hit the mark oh i thought it was 37 no 32 was the actual mark oh mm-hmm. see this is what happens when you set goals folks it crushed them you you can hit the mark mm-hmm. if you set a goal when we were at 28 minutes earlier and we had finished that clip i was like I got to make up four minutes worth of BS right See, now. See, I wasn't thinking people about people listen to because I just felt it. You were in the moment. I felt it in my you heart. You were talking as things came up. Yeah, yeah. I, so, we don't know who Mark is, but I don't know. He, we hit him. We hit him. <laughs> Screw that guy, Mark. Yeah, Blew exactly. him out of the water. Yeah. All right, that guy. <laughs> you know, he's he's old. Trump and Biden. Ah, oh, you know, perhaps, perhaps it's good that RFK Juniors running maybe he'll win there'll be enough people that don't want biden or trump i do oddly enough have these moments and i have to snap out of it but i have these moments where i kind of wish he would win even though i i think i i'm not one of these guys who says rfk is good on anything i don't think he's good on anything i think he's asked i think it's a broken clock is right twice a day thing in my mind to be a contrarian mm-hmm. i say a broken clock is never right and in usher's mind it's seven o'clock on the dot it is but i don't think he's actually good on anything and the things that he is quote good on uh, would be for the wrong reasons which is very dangerous but anyway the point of this i find myself sometimes feeling like i would it would be a breath of fresh air to have him come in 
and be the president. Just to see the Republicans and Democrats yeah. not win. I feel like it would somehow be less stressful, like the anxiety level of the entire country would go down. Now, economics is what I find to be the most important thing, which is why out of all the candidates, I think Nikki Haley is the best option. <laughs> But I would throw my sport, you know, behind Trump. <laughs> so, <laughs> you heard it here. <laughs> no, I just Nate, got mad last night because Nate is not a never Nikki. I got I got mad last night because Trump released another ad just trying to rip apart Nikki Haley for winning to do entitlement reforms. And I'm like, dude, you've got to be king kidding me right now. This has to happen. This is the fiscal cliff. If we don't touch this, nothing else matters. We might as well send this. You're mad about money going to Ukraine? Nothing else matters if we don't do anything with entitlement reform. Anyone who doesn't yeah, take Trump that seriously is not then. serious. Trump will be dead by then. So he doesn't, and so he doesn't, doesn't, doesn't need matter. Social Security anyway. Actually, most of the politicians, I think, will be dead in the next 10 years. <sighs> that actually made my blood pressure go down. <laughs> right then, I felt it. Just like I when he said... It. yeah. You know, someone told him that eventually the sun will run out of hydrogen, mm -hmm. you know? So there, does there this is, matter, you know? There is hope. <laughs> I mean, that's going to be like millions of years, probably. There but. is hope in the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> and it's darkness. Okay, let's uh, let's get into Dumb Bleep of the Week, everyone's favorite episode. Uh, the listeners submit options, and then we do the show live. They get to vote on them, and we'll decide what the dumbest thing is. Number one is just going to be called, and the voting channel is going to be called Biden Documents. So we get this release from the special counsel, we get this report. CNN says scathing special counsel report finds Biden willfully retained and disclosed classified information, but he will not face charges. Mm. <laughs> so, which is typically how we do things uh, for Democrats. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, her which is the special counsel's last name, I guess, laid out in detail how Biden mishandled classified materials, writing that FBI agents discovered materials from the garage offices and basement den in Mr. Biden's Wilmington, Delaware home. The materials included classified doc documents, including some marked at the highest top secret sensitive compartmented information level related to military and foreign policy in Afghanistan, as well as notebooks containing Biden's handwriting, uh, hers report also included photos depicting various parts of Biden's homes, materials at issue in the investigation and other relevant scenes over the years. Uh, while the investigation, this, this one reads a little weird. If you're confused by it, uh, don't worry, Biden is too. While the investigation revealed that Biden willfully retained and disclosed classified materials, the investigation showed that he willfully retained these materials after leaving office. Hers and report, disclosed them. Yeah, hers report says his team concluded that the evidence didn't support prosecuting the president. The primary reason for that determination was that nothing proved a willful intent by Biden to illegally hold on to classified information. Special counsel also raised Biden's age and memory in explaining why he didn't bring charges. Mm. The first line of this says that the investigation revealed that he willfully retained and disclosed the classified materials. The second sentence says... That the that nothing proved a willful intent by Biden. Yeah, <laughs> that, they it's like, like hey, they're we, kind of opposing. I don't know. We have evidence that you broke the law mm -hmm. clearly, willfully. Yes, <laughs> we found that you willfully broke the law. But that evidence doesn't support charging you. <laughs> <laughs> but that evidence doesn't support that you willfully yeah. did it. Even yeah. though we showed that you willfully did. Now look, whether or not you think a president should be charged because they have, they can. 
they hold on to classified information or whether you not think information should be classified to begin with. Yeah. Or whether you not you think Trump should go to jail or not go to jail, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's just, it's this whole thing about the equal protection. Double standards. It's the double standards. Mm-hmm. Of course, everyone on the left is not going to call for his, you know, imprisonment like no. they do Trump. Uh, so that's the, that's the actual only issue I have with it. And people on the right are going to call for him to get the same treatment as Trump, even though they didn't want Trump to get the treatment that Trump is getting, even though they wanted Hillary Clinton to get the treatment that Trump is getting. Yes. The, how you think this should be prosecuted comes down to how you feel about Donald Trump, essentially, or whether or not you are a Republican or a Democrat. Let's get on to the crazy part of this, because we're in an election season coming up on 2024, year of our Lord 2024. And Biden is running for re-election. You would assume that people think he's also going to make it all the way through a second term. No one. Does anyone actually think that? No. Okay. Some of the some of the things that came out in this report, uh, I'm surprised they put it down on paper. It says what we already know. Like you can't be shocked by. Oh, I am shocked by this. No, everyone knows this. Everyone knows these things. But the fact that it's been written down and the fact that one of his defenses and why he's not going to get charged is that they don't think a jury would determine that he has a mental state of willfulness or that he can actually stand trial when they look at this old elderly man who can't uh, apparently, according to her, not H-E-R-H-U-R, according to her, couldn't pinpoint the year that his son Bo died doesn't even know when he was vice president (laughs) didn't know for sure when that was probably doesn't even know that he's president right now (laughs) some days i would say he probably does not no uh so some of the language the dude clearly has dementia let's read a few of these passages biden would likely present himself to a jury as he did during our interview of him as a sympathetic well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory that's how he presented himself in the interview with the special counsel based on our direct interactions with and observations of him. He is someone for whom many jurors will want to identify reasonable doubt. It would be difficult to convince a jury that they should convict him by then a former president well into his eighties as a, of a serious felony that requires a mental state of willfulness. You know, a lot of times they don't want to pursue a case where they think the jury is not going to convict the person. And that's essentially what they're saying is that Biden's mental state would lead a jury to not convict him. And so, therefore, there's no reason for us to proceed. In his interview with our office, Mr. Biden's memory was worse. He did not remember when he was vice president, forgetting on the first day of the interview when his term ended. Biden said, this is a quote from Biden, if it was uh, 2013... When did I stop being vice president? Come on, man. <laughs> and forgetting on the second day of his interview when his term began. And quote from Biden again in 2009. Am I still vice president? <laughs> he did not remember even within several years when his son Bo died. And his memory appeared hazy when describing the Afghanistan debate that was once so important to him. I don't know if I have the clip pulled up, but he, you know, in this press conference, he got emotional about it i don't care i don't i mean it is sad to see an old man do this and it's and it's sad that his son died and you know those both things are sad but the question is during this interview could he not pinpoint the year 
that his son died. Now, he comes out last night and says, I remember when my son died, and we go every year Memorial Day and do, do this stuff. Okay, well, when you were talking about it, you couldn't pinpoint the year, and they say within several years of when your son died. That's just what happened. I'm sorry. So you can get emotional about it and go cry on TV about it if you want to, but you're running to continue being the president, commander-in-chief of the most powerful nation on planet Earth. Yeah. And so these little things do tend to matter, I think. People with dimensions, we don't even let them have their own bank accounts. <laughs> okay? They can't drive. Well, she doesn't drive, but like... You lose a lot of liberties when you can't remember stuff. Mm -hmm. Typically, your family takes over, or sometimes the state takes over. Because now Biden's been getting you're extremely vulnerable. He's been getting a bunch of money stolen by this Ukrainian prince. It keeps getting emails from you know, <laughs> been sending all kinds of money over there to him. Ukrainian prince, <laughs> dude needs some checks cash for him. Yeah. Uh, in addition, Mr. Biden's memory was significantly limited both during his recorded interviews with the ghostwriter in 2017 and his interview with our office in 2023 and his cooperation with our investigation, including by reporting to the government that the Afghanistan documents were in his Delaware garage will likely convince some jurors that he made an innocent mistake rather than acting willfully. That is with intent to break the law as the statute requires. Mr. Biden's memory also appeared to have significant limitations both at the time he talked to Juanitzer. Zwanitzer, I guess. Zwanitzer, which is the ghostwriter. Mm -hmm. As evidenced by their recorded conversations, and today as evidenced by his recorded interview with our office, Mr. Biden's recorded conversations with the ghostwriter from 2017 are often painfully slow, with Mr. Biden struggling to remember events and straining at times to read and relay his own notebook entries. Now that was six years ago. I mean, if he's just straining to read, uh, to me, that's not a real big one. Like, if I write something down in the notebook... Well, the I painfully can, slow part. Well, yeah. Struggling to remember details. I and mean, we've all listened to the guy talk. It can get painfully yeah. slow, for sure. We got one more here. All right, given the intelligence and military officials present and the topics discussed at the meetings with Mr. Biden uh, recounted for the ghostwriter, Mr. Biden should have realized that his notes did or were likely to contain classified information but taken as a whole the evidence will likely leave jurors with reasonable doubts about whether mr biden knew he was sharing classified information with swanitzer and intended to do so for these jurors mr biden's apparent lapses and failures in february and april of 2017 will likely appear consistent with the diminished faculties and faulty memory he showed in swanitzer's interview recordings and in our interview of him he thinks a juror will likely conclude he has diminished faculties and faulty memory. Therefore, we conclude that the evidence does not establish that Mr. Biden willfully disclosed national defense information to his ghostwriter. Yeah, because he didn't know what he was doing. This uh, this dumb bleep, which we're, you know, we're still on number one, but we only have seven today. I think of it to, to be more about Biden's diminished mental fac faculties and the fact that this is likely a big reason he's not going to get charged with anything and the fact that he's still running for re-election and the fact that people on the left are still defending this and acting like this whole idea that he doesn't know what's going on, this whole idea that he's got dementia is just some crazy right-wing conspiracy. And what's weird is at the same time, the same time we have the Tucker interview going on, where, where people on the left are complaining and complaining and making accusations that Tucker is just a propagandist for Vladimir Putin, Putin and he's nothing but a propagandist. He's not an actual journalist. He's a Putin pet. And at the same time, we're going to have a video here from 
what would be considered by these people to be actual journalists who are going to tell you that there's nothing wrong with with Joe Biden's mental faculties, that his memory is just fine. In fact, no worse than anyone else. It's not worse than Donald Trump's or it's not abnormal for someone in a deposition to do this because they bring up Trump saying, I do not recall. I do not recall is different from not remembering the year your son died. Those are not the same thing. Everyone knows I do not recall is a legal cop-out. Everyone knows that. I plead the fifth. That's exactly what it is. I do not recall. I plead the fifth. All right, coming up, we got more Dumb Bleep of the Week. we got a whole hour left on Liberty Night on Free Talk Live. It's easy to see. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. We all know something big is coming, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming more self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, and they make it easy for you to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure some emergency food kits. There's a dozen to choose from that contain tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging 2,000 calories per day. Get at least one food kit for each family member. My Patriot Supply also sells large solar generators, gravity-powered water filtration systems, heirloom seeds for your garden, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items will ship that same day. Time is short. Prepare today. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. Who listens to radio at night? EMTs, truck drivers, law enforcement, and many other hardworking people just like you, buying products and services from companies just like yours. Many companies owe their success to radio. It's the engaging medium. Call 877-996-4327 or email advertise at GCNlive.com. That's advertise at GCNlive.com. G'day, I'm Jamel that works with Dr. Joel Wallach and the GCN team with Longevity at TeamG'day.com. By becoming an associate, you provide income for you and your family on your own hours while working from home. So contact me, Jamel, by filling in the contact box at TeamG'day.com and I will get back to you personally and provide all the support you need to get started and build your longevity business. TeamG'day.com. TeamG'day.com. <laughs> 